Hello, and welcome to Life Clarifications with Natasha. I'm here to help you uh, come through this life with a little bit more grace and ease and that kind of thing. So I am feeling so blessed to be here. And I didn't post really on Instagram and LinkedIn and all those kinds of things that I was going live today with because um, this is July 5th. So the fourth was pretty full of family and extended family and, you know, just the, uh, the process of being with the realities of what that day was about. And it's about the celebration. And so I really brought in the celebration of life that day. And it was pretty much putting, you know, it was me being me that day. And so with that, that, you know, I thought today was going to be a good day to talk about how to be, how to be in the midst of life, how to be in the joys of life, how to be when you're in troubles, when you're in conversations, how to be, capital B-E. It's that coming back to self, right? And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk about that. And, you know, these cards aren't necessarily for, I was going to pull some cards today, but, you know, at the beginning, uh, but they're not really meant for this. They were meant for something else. And I'm, I'm getting that feeling. So I'm going to pull a card to start the show off today. So I'm hoping that today is a blessed day for everybody because um, we celebrated the 4th of July here in the U.S. And then I know um, Canada Day was Saturday. So there's a couple countries just in this weekend with around the full moon that was celebrating some specialness and and that full moon came in i think it was sunday night monday i think is what it was i uh, i lose track of everything because they're always coming around and so with that hello veronica thank you for being here and you know i'm so grateful for you you are my my gift in life right now and and you've always been but you know i just wanted to let you know that you are a gift and i'm so precious to know you it's been i think we were meant to come together in this lifetime again because we've done it before but you know this is lifetime so i'm gonna bring in the cards here what does the cards want to say about being oh there we go i had to put an intention in there there we go about being in life what can we do to help ourselves be <laughs> okay I think they wanted to talk. Okay. So this might be a little bit of a story here, won't it? <laughs> okay. So these were the first two cards that were falling out. Oh, my. So movement. So when you learn to be, when you learn to be in yourself, there's a movement that happens within you because you become more of the observer, the observer of life. So the, I'm pulling Oracle cards, those are on a podcast. And the, the, car, the card that it's represented is like a path and it says, the mile marker on it says movement. So when we learn to be, because this is the conversation, I'm Natasha Venter, Multi-Life Intuitive. I'm here to bring consciousness to your realities. And, and when, when we're in this media, as me being a medium and an, uh, an energy seer and, you know, I've just been around the world, I don't know how many different times, this one, other ones, you know, star beings, fairy, dragon, I've been a lot of different things. So I get a lot of the movement and, and I've practiced in many lifetimes how to be. And then in this lifetime here, I've had a practice to be with, um, with an ex-husband who was on drugs and I learned how to persevere through that. And then this next husband that I chose now married now 33, 30, almost 34 years now that, um, 
you know, he struggled with some alcoholism and I struggled with shyness and I struggled with self-doubt and I struggled with a lot of things myself. And so with that, that, you know, with the outside world showing me how to persevere, how to, to learn that whose energy am I, right? And that's the thing about when you're learning to be is you really have to discern and discernment is about learning how am I to be with others? How is what I'm supposed to say? How am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to interact with others? And then discern. How am I supposed to discern myself? What is the language I'm speaking to me? What is the language that I'm that are my my uh, inner knowings doing to me? What are what can I do to do this life around me? Right. So that's about the I. So discernment. So having discernment, but it's the movement of life, right? You, when you know when you're learning to be here. Be in the moment here that it is a dance of movement because it's interesting when you learn to be, it's almost like you're a peg, a peg in a room and everything starts moving around you. This is what I found. I don't know if anybody else has found this, but, you know, picture a time when you have been uh, or be. Hi, Carol Sue. I'm so grateful you're here. Um, I didn't post that I was going to be here, but I'm going to talk about being today. And so, you know, when you're being in the energies of today, it's so hard to know those stories, how to be who you are. And, you know, one thing that I learned is, is that when I'm in the moment of being. I'm like a peg in a room and I go into observer mode so that I'm not necessarily interacting with much, but I'm observing and sending love around the room so that I can be with each one. But yet it keeps me being here. So the the that means that, you know, I pulled the Oracle card of movement. So the movement card represents um, you know, that, that there's actions going on, but it doesn't always have to mean that there's movement with you, but there's movement around, right? And that's um, 36, which is nine, which is about ending. So when we're in the moment of endings and things are going on and, and things are happening around us, remember that when we're in movement, we don't always have to be that movement that's around us. We can use discernment to say, eh, not my journey, right? Not my journey. Because of the fact that when we're when we use the medicine of deer, so deer comes in, and I'm pulling oracle cards to start the show off because there's a story here that I wanted that was I was called to call in to to do the show, and and you know it was that representation. So deer um, is about the gentleness, dis diplomacy, right? How does a deer walk through the forest? Does the deer walk through the forest? Um, being everything else around it or is it witnessing what's going on around it so that it can make the best decision now like my um, husband the other day took the dog out to the front yard and we've been having these deer that are visiting us and there's deer that live in our town here but right now it, there seem to be right around us and and it was funny because the dog over in the field across from us was um, sniffing the scent, right? It, he, she was on tracking because she's a hunter dog. So she loves the, she's a black mouth girl, so she likes to hunt. So so, uh, so she was we weaving around and all of a sudden, and the deer were just right outside here, were watching her do her thing. And it was funny how he described it, how she was so stuck on the, on the scent but yet she wasn't witnessing the world around her. So she wasn't being 
with the world around us, but she was being with the scent, right? So when we're dealing with things around us, when we're dealing with things, yes, it's good to focus, but sometimes we can hyper-focus so much on one thing that, and we're being with that one thing that we forget how to, to be ourselves and yet be all that's around us, right? So there is a fine line between be, being us and being with what's around us. So deer was a good representation of that because my dog was on the scent of, of, of the deer when the deer was just sitting here in plain sight, right? And all of a sudden the dog stopped, noticed the movement. My husband said, drop the ball and chased after the deer. And the deer went, hmm, dog coming. I need to get out of here. Jumped over the fence. No problem. Didn't worry about it, right? So with that, deer represents that. How do we move into this dance, right? And and when we're going into this dance, you know, it's about being here. And, and the bard, the bard comes up a lot. I've had the bard card a lot in, in my readings here to, lately because of the fact that we don't have enough music and, and enough happiness. And when we're, when we're kind of down in the glums, we get so focused on, on being in ourselves, in depression, being in moment, being in that story that we forget about rising ourselves out and, and being with something else about joy and that kind of thing. And when we can be joyful, you know, in the midst of life happening. And, and it doesn't mean that we have to be joyful all the time because that's not really being reality. But it's having those moments when we can be joyful and, and being with those moments, no matter what what's going on around us. Because I know that a lot of us are struggling with um, anxieties and, and, and depressions and, and emotions and, and stories and, and you know, realities that are happening around us. And so when we can be joyful, be in the moment of joyfulness, that, you know, it is about that because it, it is about the music, the poetry, the myths, the history and the alchemy or the alchemy of the storyteller. So how can you be in the moment of, of listening to what stories you're telling yourself, right? And going into that story, oh my gosh, you know, I know for me, I lived in a story for so many years. I lived in a story of, of, um, of uh, depression and sadness and, and gloom. And yes, I had joy. I would actually turn on music to dance so that I can bring more joyful in. But I had to really change the story I was telling myself in order to change how I was engaging with my world. And that is one of the tools that I learned. And I'm going to give you some tools through the show about how to be, right? Well, one of them was is that I really had to be with myself and know my emotions and know my own story in order to interact and be with the world around me. And when we're in those, those things that, you know, because the only way sometimes we can get out of these emotions is to interact and be with something else that's besides our own heads, right? So how can we negotiate these stories as we're moving into this dance? And that's about the being. So hi, man on the moon. Um, how are you today? Uh, let's see. What were you saying today? Um, uh, I'm back as man on the moon, not meta the world. Um, best way to I can't. Um, oh, the best way to be in the moment is writing poems and stories. Yes. And that was part of the bard medicine too, right? Was 
sometimes we have to go in ourselves and 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 close down like last night you know it was the fourth of july and i had this wonderful day spending time with my stepson grandkids and and um and you know being over in another city and then i came back and i ended up watching fireworks here um in the uh and I just sat there and it was like, even though the fireworks were beautiful, that I was done and cooked. And so, cause it was, I was on all day, you know, we, we, and we were in the sun all day and, and lots of kids around and just things were happening that I really found myself being so much, being an observer, being an honorable, being one who witnessed, being one who was tuning into spirit because I had a couple situations that I needed to tune into spirit for. And so how was I being in that moment? And I was, you know, sometimes you can be on and you forget that you're on, right? So when you forget that you're on, that by the end of the day, you're kind of like going, hmm, a little bit cooked and done here, right? And so being, so what did I notice about myself? that at that night when I went over to a friend's house and um, we have uh, a bunch of kids that grew up together here and they put on a show of fireworks that is beyond beautiful. They do, any, um, they do what they get a big box and they put things together. You know, they, they spend money, <laughs> but they put it together as a group. Right. And they, they, they put it all together and then they, they do this separate igniter to, to get it off. And then everything is timed and it's just amazing. And it was interesting to watch it, but be in the moment of saying, do I really want to be here? Well, you know what? Today I'm grateful I witnessed it, but I'm also grateful that I gave myself a chance to just slowly slow down for the day. And that's one thing about being in the moment is, is that we got to remember to slow down at some point because it's not always a good thing to be on all day. Nobody can be on all the day to be healthy, right? And so how do we negotiate this story? Because of the fact that many of us, when we're being, it's almost a form of staying out of fear. And here's a card that says fear, right? And if we can stay out of that fearful moment, because fear is the thing that derails us out of our bodies, out of our moments of witnessing, out of our moments of, of reality. So here again is, is practice to be the observer. And, and when you can practice being the observer without judgment, that's where you can really hold on to the this moment of um because judgment, I'm going to say this with love, that judgment can, can pull us off of ourselves. And when I'm saying ourselves, it's almost like us being in our bodies. So like when we're thinking about the government, when we're thinking about our neighbors, when we're thinking about many of us energetically go to that situation. So when we're judging something, when we're judging the realities of something, a lot of times our energy goes there, which means we're not being with ourselves. And that is one thing that can throw us off, off ourselves is, is that we hold judgment. We go into somebody else's life. We go into somebody else's reality. And when we hold that judgment, we forget who we are. 
because we're looking at other people's lives more than we're looking at ours. And, you know, that's the thing about life is, is that, you know, the judgment and, it, and fear has judgment. Fear has realities that way that doesn't give us a chance to negotiate the story of where we're at. So when I'm fearful, I try not to go outside of myself. I go smack dab into me and I go, okay, what part of me is fear? What part of me is um, acknowledging this fear? What part of me is, and I can sometimes say that it's the part of me that that um, lived before um, before things. And I'm going to thank you very much, Divine Turo. You are going to be um, blocked as a user because I don't appreciate this, and I'm going to block your your um, thing. So because uh, I don't allow other people to come in and produce business on my business page creating pants. So there was a good example. What did I do in that moment? Did I go to that person and judge that person? No, I actually stayed. I wanted to stay here. I went there for a minute. So I knew that I was doing that work well by deleting and, and, um, and blocking that person. But then I come back to here because I'm doing the show with you. So I want to honor you in this show, right? So Going into this moment of, of expressing that when we have to go outside of ourselves, I love how the universe helps me with these shows. <laughs> when we go outside of ourselves for a moment to make sure we're doing something right, right? We're watching it through our eyes. We're seeing through our eyes, needing to do what we're doing. But at the same time, it's coming back, coming back to here. Because here is what's important. What is my mind saying? What is my intuition saying? What is my feeling saying about all these stories? Can't judge that person. It's actually a bot. Can't judge that scenario, right? Because of the fact that if we go into what their story is, we lose track of us. And some of us that, that, that are around people who are judgmental, if we're around people who, who like to pull us off our story, off of our beings, because many of us have friends, some of us have spouses, some of us have, have um, um, life, some of us have TV, some of us have a lot of things that pull us off center, you know, that, that it's learning to come back here. And, and I know for me, it's sometimes when I've had a conversation that, that would there's something going on with it. You know, that like their person was that person that I was on the phone with was really having a hard day. And then they went into judgment. They went into struggle. They went into emotion. They went into, um, uh, they went into a lot of different things. Well, then they would try pulling me through the phone and coming into it. Right. But when we're in the story of, of where we're going, you know what I did? And I picture things. This is how I deal with it is I picture things. What I pictured is myself going into that phone, right? Picturing myself going in. Wait a minute. I'm going to come back here, get my feet underneath me, and sit down. Now, me just doing that motion, coming back, coming and sitting down. What did that do to me? That made me settle. That made me settle here. Instead of being worried about being on the phone, what was that person saying? I care so much for them. Oh, no, I don't like their judgments. I don't like this conversation. What can I do about it? And then, right? 
come back here. Put the phone down a little bit so you don't have it right up to your ear, right? And you honor somebody. You be with that person. You care deeply for that person. And then I use the mantra I'm asking for divine healing on this. Because the fact that somebody had emotions that needed to be honored and worthy and witnessed. Many people right now need to be witnessed. Now, being witnessed doesn't mean that I have to take myself off center. That's about being here, right? But what it means is about sitting. It's about honoring, watching, witnessing. I know I witnessed many things yesterday about being in a front kitchen with someone and watching somebody have a conversation with two people. And it was such an, a moment of, of just how can I honor this person? Well, I wrote him a text today and, and said something about that because it was such an honor to know somebody then back, you know, almost 36 years ago, right? And then now watching them come up and be this person. What a gift to, to, to say, wow, wow, right? Wow. So remembering that, that let what is fear trying to tell you? What is fear trying to tell you? Because when you have, when, you know, you watch a frog, because here's frog medicine, right? So cleansing house, releasing emotional baggage, right? How can we, like a frog, sit and be? You know, it's, it's amazing how animals around us are really showing us what our story is. Like today, you know, my dog, you know, my husband was doing something. My dog sat there and went, what was she doing? She was being in herself. She was being in her moment to realize that, that something was happening. And she was trying to say, dad, read my mind, dad, read my mind. Right. But at the same time, she was being here. But she was witnessing what my husband was doing, hoping that something would come back to her, right? So realizing what stories we're at, what stories we're at, because it's okay to be and witness what's going on around you, but remember to come back to center. So here's another example how animals did this. Yesterday, um, I had an opportunity that I was at a house that was next to the bay in a, in a small town. And so me and the kids and, and dad and, 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 and mom walked down to the, to the bay and we were looking for crabs, those little tiny crabs, right? Well, what's funny is I'm a double cancerian, which is double crab, right? Well, it was funny because I was stuck my feet in the water. I love to be barefoot. So walking on the rocky, rocky beach, you know, barnacles and stuff, it was just so wonderful to be here. Where's my feet? What's going on with my feet? Well, I was watching the kids distracted, being outside me, watching and doing. And here are my feet. And all of a sudden, I feel these things going between my toes, right? Now, this would freak some people out, right? But I'm sitting here going, what, what are you? Oh, it's you crabs. Crabs were asking me because they were trying to get underneath something to be more protected, right? They were being in the moment. It didn't matter what was around them. They were being in the moment here. And so going under my feet, and it tickled actually. And it was so amazing to 
step out of fear, step out of fear, right? Because that was part of the dance was, was being with what was happening with my feet, right? Being out of fear and going, oh, oh, it's you crabs. Nah, I'm not going to have you tickle my under my feet. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll move my feet so you can find a rock, right? Because how do we be in the moment? So another trick about being is, is that when we're in a room, a lot of us, when we're walking into a room, that we walk into a room and there's many people. A lot of people struggle with being in a lot of people. The energy, a busy room, a busy dance hall, what a, a lot of people talking, a restaurant, a grocery store, whatever that is labeled on a freeway, on a road, um, you know, even at a, at a neighborhood party, many a times we're just not in the moment of being able to be with ourselves. So you know what I do before I walk in a room? And I practice this in an elementary school. So that's how I practice a lot of my tools is being in my elementary school is I, I stop for a second. And that's the trick is many of us don't stop before we do something. We don't settle, settle, settle ourselves before we go in and do something. So if you can stop, breathe. Before you walk into something, it's amazing how you just feel that energy. So if I can invite this to you right now, if somebody's watching or listening on a podcast, that you can just, wherever you're at, stop, take a deep breath and breathe and let it out. What do you feel that happens? Yeah, we can be a little lightheaded, but what does that really happen? You come back to here. You come in back into an awareness, right? So practice that. Put your hand on the doorknob. Wait a minute. Come back. And then walk forward. Walk into it. Because if you're more whole with yourself, the less the influences of, of a lunchroom or, or if you're working or... Um, a store or a business or a busy street can, can derail you. And if you're feeling that angst again, that fear, that agitation, duck into a hallway, go to the bathroom, go do something, take a few minutes, breathe, slowly breathe. Don't make yourself dizzy. Breathe though and picture whatever's out there coming back, coming back to you, right? Bring back your energy because of the fact that when we're in the stories of, of the realities around us, oh my gosh, so many of us are so keyed into other people that we forget that we're part of the room, right? We forget that we're part of the room. And if we can practice coming back to center, coming back to us, that's where we can really move and be in a better place. Now, for me, a lot of times that like I've been put in a position where I've had to teach a classroom, right? Because the teacher had to, to manage something and I had to, to produce something that the kids wanted to listen to so that they stayed engaged with me, right? Which meant that I had to keep thinking something, right? Because they were kind of worried about what the teacher was doing, but I wanted to keep them with us. So when we're, when we're going into this, um, this dance, that it's not, um, okay, so 
I understand that um, uh, doo -doo -doo -doo, another block and another delete. Thank you very much. So uh, for some reason, I'm pulling towards me people who want to do business on my business page. Cancel, clear, delete that. I'm going to put up a block. Energetically, only people who are for the greater good can come here. So I am not going to be distracted by the people around me, but I'm going to come back to center. I acknowledged and I saw, and I come back to center. And that's the thing about if you ever, here's, <laughs> this is the last card I got, which was dragon, right? Dragon is about power and strength. And six, four, two plus four equals six, and six is about home. So how can we create the inner power, the dragon, as I put the dragon card on my chest, how can we create the dragon power in the midst of things like that? So like me dealing with the blocks, what do I do? I call in my dragon power, which they knew I was going to do that, um, pulling my dragon power to put in blocks, not here, not in my house. Thank you very much, right? So Pull in some energy. Even if you don't believe in dragons, you don't have to believe in dragons. You don't have to believe in anything like that. But if you pull in your own empowerment, because that's what dragon represents, is about empowerment. So if we can pull in that empowerment, we have more balance. We have more grace. And knowing that no matter where we're at, we're perfectly good. We're balanced. The only thing that really pulls us off balance is our mind our emotions, and other people's stuff, right? Others people's stuff. So a tool that I use is, is come back to here. I picture myself when I'm thinking about something else. Let's say I'm thinking about a car wreck in England, right? What do I have to do? Pull myself back here. I need to worry about what's going on in front of me right now, the show, right? I need to consciously be and not worry about it. That was the wrong word. Be conscious with it. Consciously come back to center be, and to think about how do I want to be in the show? My integrity, holding that space, holding that knowing. Because no matter what we're at and what we're doing, that the that life wants to pull us off track, right? But being here can really help us. So we can be here and observe the things around us, right? So I'm here's another tool. Here's another thing that you can do to help yourself, okay? So if you want to, look at something in your room, okay? Here's a practice. Look at something in your room and practice picturing your chest. So if I can picture something on my altar, right? And then I'm practicing picturing my chest, my, my rib cage, right? My throat, my head, my, my, my stomach, my body, but I'm still able to look at what's out there. Hmm. Have you tried that? Practice that because that's a good way to practice with watching something with your eyes, witnessing something with your eyes, but then coming back here. If you're watching something on TV, right? Picture watching TV and then coming back to here, coming back to center. Coming back and picturing what, what am I wearing? As I'm watching, looking out the window, what am I wearing is the question I'm asking my head, right? Because I'm paying attention to the, wee, the leaves moving, but it's about being here. 
And there was a conversation I had with, with my nephew who's staying with us for the summer. And oh my gosh, he has been such a blessing being here. He is breaking us out of old patterns like no tomorrow. And I'm so grateful for that. Actually, I talked to him about that. So practicing on being here, like he was talking about how he listened to a podcast and it was a podcast about um, being a, um, oh, archery, you know, how to do archery, right? And, and him and his son are some of the top archerists in the world. Um, they hunt and stuff like that. But like he was talking this through Derek or my nephew's conversation, but he was saying that what he got out of it was, is that, that when a person and, and the archerist, I forget his name on the podcast was talking about how he is actually teaching people um, who are surgeons to, uh, to, uh, to do brain surgery because when you're doing brain surgery you can't be on automated motion and a lot of us work on automated motion our brain goes into automated motion like the other yesterday i pulled in the gas tank gas station and they took out one of the driveways of the of the gas station so i pulled in the opposite way so i pulled into the opposite side of my on the wrong side of my car. I've had my car for over 10 years. I know what side it is. But as I'm pulling up, so I said, something's wrong here. But it was so automated to pull up, right? So I pulled around and I pulled into the right area. And I said that, you know, I have not done that in years. But since they took out the driveway, I pulled into the, the gas station differently. So my brain was an, on automatic, but it was on but it was wrong in how it did its automation. So going back to the archerist teaching the brain surgeons that like the brain surgeons know that they can't be automated when they're in the brain. They have to be in the moment of what they're doing, right? They have to be observing what they're doing, even though their hands are doing automated motions because their, their hands know what to do, but their brain has to be telling their hands what to do. So that's with archery too, right? That you're, you're, it's that fine line between the brain knowing automatically, pull the, the bowstring back, right? And, and then doing that. So that's an automated motion. But what does your brain have to be with, right? It's the coin that's on the other side of, of somewhere, right? Or the, 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 um, the circle in the center of the, of the, of the target. But you have to be here to focus in on that target to know where you're shooting, right? So how do you do that? You don't necessarily have the automated motions of doing that all the way because you have to know, I'm pulling it back. I'm going to shoot. What's the tension? Where am I at? What am I doing? I want to hit that target. I'm here. Oh, my arms are struggling. Okay, here I am. I'm holding. I am breathing. And you shoot, right? But you have to you have to nav navigate the automation of everything if the, your brain wants to do, which is actually a distraction from being here and doing what you're doing in, in front of you. So if you can, in your way, negotiate the story of where you're at. And, and being, it's not a perfection. Far from it. Because sometimes we don't need to be with ourselves all the time.
You know, sometimes it's good to be distracted and be off into the movies and never, never land, right? It's good to do that, but be in a safe place to do it because it's about breath in and breath out. But if you're in chaos, if you're in a moment of a conversation, if you're in a moment of doing things, you know, how can you come back to center? And that's what I practice sometimes when I feel myself being distracted. La, da, 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 da. I'm out here all the time doing work, doing the spirit world, you know, doing whatever I can do. Like there was just a bird that flew by and I was checking what bird it was. But what did I do? I come back to here. Right. So it's OK to do that. But the quicker you can come back to center, come back to you, the better and more cleaner you are. Now, that's one thing that my um, my um, mentor teacher taught or reminded me was is that in order to channel it's better to be grounded with yourself now being with yourself is a form of grounding it's a form of of that groundedness of being on earth and many of us struggle with being grounded i can tell you i can be grounded at the top of a cedar tree I can be grounded flying in the air. Have you ever seen a hawk feel ungrounded? What a statement, huh? But what is a hawk doing when it's flying? It knows what it's doing. It knows where it's at. And it's scanning, right? It's scanning. Always scanning. Observing. And that's the practice of observing. Now, going back to that, that, that one moment of, of practicing, looking at something and where is your energy? Looking at something, where are you? Are you at that, that, that subject? Are you feeling like you're at that subject? Or are you back here being here, right? So if you can practice being there and being looking at like, like something on my altar and then being here doing the show, what can we do? Well, that's a form of being grounded. So you can be grounded anywhere. It's about believing it. It's about knowing it. And a dragon, what does a dragon know? It knows its flame inside of us, knows our its inner power, knows its strength. So believe in you and your strength. We all have strength. The more that we worry about other people, many of us are in relationships. We worry more about what the other person is doing than we're conscious of what we're doing ourselves. And I can tell you, I got so many comment, compliments yesterday about how safe I am to be with because of the fact that I do not go, I practice being here because that helps me with no judgment. That helps me be who I am. That helps me to stay centered in what I'm doing, right? So believe in you and believe in your magic. Believe in you and believe in your magic. So this is the time of the show that I am going to pull Oracle cards. So I hope that today's show about being, you know, I, I talked a lot about different things I know, and I'm sorry if I got you a little bit lost. But there is this dance about how, how were you through the show? Did you follow me? Did you stay centered? Did you do this in the knowings of who you are? I'm hoping you did. So with that, that I am going to be pulling Oracle cards right now. The two that I'm going to pick, the two decks I'm going to pull from are the Gentle Creatures. I love these decks. They are so cute. 
They are just so, so cute. And then um, Wisdom of the Oracle. And the Wisdom of the Oracle is what I've been pulling um, through this show. And it can be cleansed and doing what you need to do. So if you would like an Oracle card, um, if you're on Twitter, uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, Natasha Venter AC, as I am not um, able to do comments on um, Twitter. Um, on Instagram, if you would like a card reading, I would um, uh, I would be grateful to do that for you. Just say yes, card reading. Now, I do not need to know what you are wanting. You just put the intention out. You stay centered in you. You stay centered with you. But it's like a text. If you sit here and text, then you know, and then you send, then that energy goes out, right? So, Veronica, you would like to do uh, Gentle Creatures. Okay, I will do that. And you know the drill, my dear. Um, can you put out your wish and wants? Um, and remember, time is elusive. So, um, be careful about those timing questions for you. Okay? Be careful of those timing questions for you. Okay. There we go. Cleanse this on Instagram. Is anybody wanting some card readings? Man on the moon, would you like a card reading? Love and light, best message for Veronica. There we go. Hi, Monica. Hello. Yes, I will do one. Okay, so this is Veronica. Ah, there we are. Ooh, key. The key. So remember, if you do not want a card, but when I pull Oracle cards, I have always witnessed this on another shows that um, that it um, that sometimes those cards are for somebody else, too. So listening up. So key and I will read key. J.K.L. J.K. Kind spirit key. Okay, this is for Veronica. Thank you. Um, Monica, can you um, say which one you would want? It's um, Wisdom of Avalon or um, Gentle Creatures. And Gentle Creatures is what I'm listening to reading now. So Veronica, here's your card. Key. A, foster, a forest dweller offers a key to our seeker who wears a similar face. The dental creature has been practicing a type of shamanic magic called shape-shifting in small creatures. They want to understand what it is an owl truly, what is it that a true, an owl truly sees? How does an owl feel just watching in the woods? Being in the woods, right? Our friends, did the work becoming the owl as as much as they could now they don the mask of the owl to show that the lessons have been learned they thought they knew what the lesson was but that lack of humanity humanity and them sitting in the woods much longer for the real teaching was the lesson of non-judgment observation Seeing an owl fly low, not adding to the story by interrupting its intentions. 
Being with the owl as it dozes in a tree rather than imagining what an owl it was thinking. This key to this valuable long li lifelong lesson is to open yourself up to receiving information without preconceived ideas about what it means. Do you set up boundaries for yourself or anyone else that predetermines choices? The gift you give and get when you just open up to the moment is lifelong one. Once you have this key in your hand, you will forever be in that space of observation, seeing everything as it is through fresh eyes. Thank you, Monica. I'll do that for you. So an example of this, holding intention, right? Well, I know for me, when my husband decided to get sober, I had to let go of all my expectations. I had to release everything that I wanted and let it be what it was meant to be. So the key to your story, Veronica, is to know that no matter what your story is, it may not always be the story that is wanting to show itself because our preconceived ideas. So be careful of what you're preconceiving. And that's interesting about intuition, right? Like I intuitioned something that was going to happen and I was making sure that it played out that way. But I had to step back and say, what am I allowing it to happen to be, right? What am I needing to be with it? And I'm asking for divine healing on this, right? I'm asking for the wisdom to come. I'm looking for the opportunities for um, illusions to be gone so that it can be its greater self. And I can feel that energy shifting because of the fact that we perceive a lot that we want to come forward. We perceive a lot that we want to come forward. So those that just joined, I am doing Oracle card readings and I have Gentle Creatures, which is, a, um, they're just so magical. And then Wisdom of the um, Avalon. Okay, so gentle creatures are wisdom. Okay, so Monica, since you were the next one, what I'm going to ask you to do is put your intention out there, kind of like a text. Woo! <laughs> hmm, you got two cards. That was. Uh, so, remember when we get a card, it doesn't always mean that story, but you can't have. Closing down without new beginnings, right? So, Monica, here's um, the death card, but it's a number one. So, um, four plus six is ten, which is, comes down to one. So, new beginnings. So, you have a story of new beginnings coming into your life because the fact that you have to go through the resurrection of believing. Yeah, resurrection to believing who you are. And that, that this is like July here is the month that we can really reinvent ourselves. Okay. So I will read, since it's a quick read, um, 46 is death. Okay. So the death card. So Monica, this is for you. The marker pretend, uh, this marker pretends a time of transformation, pretends, pretends, pretend, pretend, 
portends a time of transformation, a total change of attitude, the death of the old. Regardless of how death represents itself, it is a necessary aspect of all things. Always remember the phoenix that rises up out of its own ashes and soars in the wind, renewed, fulfilled with life. Death is the winter of things, part of the cycle of life. When you receive this marker, you are reminded that all things have their season. Take charge for the surroundings of death. In time, you will be blessed with extraordinary new life. Rejoice that which dies, fertilizes, and fortifies the new. Endings always point to a fresh new beginning. Okay, here's the resurrection part. Okay, so remembering that when you're going through change, remember to come back and being. Come back to moment and staying here because of the fact that I know for me, I'm going through a big resurrection death process right now of old stories needing to be released so that new ones can be created. And I am like going, what is this opportunity bringing me? Right? What is this opportunity bringing me? What is this moment? And it's me sitting here going, hmm, what do I see around me? Coming back to me. What do I see the universe asking me to do? What is it asking me to be, right? So 35, resurrection. So you've got two cards here. I hope this is making sense for you. Uh, so timely. Uh, just chose the chapter of work. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so resurrection, because every new and every ending is a chance for a new beginning, right? Resurrection. And that's a thing. I love these cards and the new cards of this deck. Um, she changed the, what the pictures are, but I love this deck because it's the path that we're on, but it's all the per, um, all the perception that we are. So life is like a journey down the same path, but what perception do we hold? Do we hold the the, the picture of life is about death or is it about resurrection? Right. So with that, so resurrection thirty five, which is an eight infinity right as above as below this marker begins to the notice of resurrection in all things you are in a prison of your own making or the mercy of which is temporarily out of reach you aren't able to move forward constructively at this time be patient pay attention to your right to the next right action the sooner you know the person the prison doors will swing open and you will yet again proceed to the greater goal. For now, take this opportunity to rest, taking stock of where you are and from where you have come. Ask, how did I get here? What am I not seeing? What needs repairing? Once answers come, so does relief from the bondage of circumstances of the mind okay so with that that i'm picturing as i'm reading that i'm picturing time that they're wanting me to talk about with you that i was coming down to the end of um of a cycle that i was going through and uh but there was things that come down to the end that weren't feeling right and so what i had to do no matter what i didn't know in the future because i'm surrendering trusting accepting because I don't have all the information yet. So I knew that 
the dot to dots. An email would suggest I do something. I would check in with myself, see if I needed to do it. Yes, I need to do it. How do I do it? To my comfort zone, to the language that has the highest integrity. That dot to dot led me to another scenario that I had a conversation with somebody else, right? That conversation gave me tools, gave me knowings that I needed to do an action. In that action, I came up to some truths that I needed to talk about. So I was able to email somebody else and have another conversation, right? So listen to what the universe is trying to tell you to do right now. And if I can give anybody um, any guidance, if the universe is suggesting you do something right now, do it in a form that you're comfortable with, right? Because I can tell you that whatever I was doing here in June uh, and July is setting me up for either a moment of success or a moment that I have my feet underneath me better later in the month, later in the months and later in the, in the, um, the summer, early fall, right? So remember dot dots, even if it's as simple as you're looking at your closet and you need to rearrange your closet. Or as simple as walking by a full garbage can and you feel like you need to empty it out and, and take it out, right? So do the step to steps that are right in front of you that is feeling the better. So, and if I can give that to anybody right now, that is vital. If you're feeling very successful, what is that next successful moment? Because what if something changes in my life? What if this opportunity comes? Plan A, plan B, plan C. But remembering that all the plans can lead us to successfulness if we want it to. Okay. So now with that, I have a few more minutes. Does anybody else want a card? I would be grateful to do a card reading for somebody else. But in the meantime, if nobody else speaks up, I'm going to do one last card here for the greater good. Those cards were very magical. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome, Monica. I'm so grateful that you were here. Um, I'm hoping that helps. Because we got to believe in ourselves. But being here, we get to pay attention and witness what's around us. So I hopefully you can do some practices that I did in the, that I mentioned in this show about breathing before you walk in a room, um, focusing on something else. But but instead of going to that other thing, practice coming back to body. That's a huge one. That's a very big one. Okay, so I'm going to clear these cards. What is the card that needs to be, wants to be called for the greater good of everyone for the message? And I am feeling this card right here. So with that invitation, invitation, look at that. Isn't that a magical? What is that invitation? So what it is, is we got two, two beings on either side of the tree house and one that's has a string going down to the person in the bottom. So invitation. So there's a string here with a being here. There's also something up here. Oh, there's something up here. And then the string is over here. Sorry, wrong side. So string over here and there's something up here. So invitation. Let me read this one. This gotta go to the eyes because it's alphabetical. Invitation. Okay. Let's be playmates. You can climb the stairs to look out over the world with us. Our two gentle creatures, younglings, 
have created a marvelous treehouse for themselves and have dreamed up all kinds of imaginative actions, activities. But they don't want to play by themselves, so they have issued an invitation to their friends. One has answered their playful call, eager to see the wondrous things higher up, the big fluffy clouds and delicious, delicate little butterflies. The new arrival has been welcomed, encouraging to climb the stairs to join the others. Hang over the balcony to enjoy the expansive view. Look up and see the sky through the leaves of the branches. Scramble through the rooms. This is an invitation to be a part, be part of something new and, and unknown. The key word is unknown, right? All you need to bring is your imagination and your enthusiasm. The most enticing invitations are the ones when you never know what will happen next. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Because we never know what's going to happen next, but it's our self-sabotages. Oh, I'm not, I can't do that. Oh, that's not going to work out. Oh, this isn't going to happen. That really stop the imagination. Because what if things change to the better? What if we have an opportunity to do something that's magical for ourselves? What if there's divine healing and magic can happen? I know I've lived some miracles, still living a couple of them, because I have to do the what if. I want to do the what if. I am called to do the what if. I am doing the what if, because opportunity is coming. Believe. So I'm Natasha Venter, intuitive psychic medium. I love to um, support you through my multi-lives of being alive to bring you awarenesses. So if you like to do group mediumships, I can do this uh, in person or uh, virtually. I also enjoy uh, doing feng shui virtually or in person. I also um, have private sessions. I'm doing a lot of work with um, divine or DNA healing and, um, and past life healings and doing magical work with that. And I'm also um, in the midst of uh, creating uh, some very magical things with, um, with just helping people to, to be their better selves and see some wisdom and self-love. So if you'd like to do that, go to angelicclarifications.com. If you know of somebody else who would like to listen to a, a podcast, live Mondays with Regan Forston at 4 o'clock Pacific time on YouTube and Facebook, and live on uh, Wednesdays at 4 o'clock Pacific time on Facebook and YouTube, and if I don't have a guest on Instagram. And if you would like some support that, please follow, um, like, share, um, you know, if you want to listen to podcasts, Life Clarifications with Natasha. Blessings to you on this journey. And know no matter where you're at, you're perfectly imperfect with great opportunities around you. We just need to witness them by being here. Bye now. Have a blessed day. And life.